0: What I would like to do is introduce to everyone who's watching this, uh, a small company in Doncaster, and they've been going about eight years and they've been looking at artificial intelligence and how that actually works with with companies. And they've got some wonderful case studies, which demystifies some of the issues around um, what artificial intelligence is and how it can be used to increase profitability and increase your business um, going forward into the next 10, 15, 20 years when it's going to become even more prevalent. So um, this small company, in interestingly, is based in Doncaster in the north of England. And it's been going about eight years and headed up by Mark. Hello, Mark. And it's quite unique. It employs probably about 50 or 60 people in five different countries around the world. And it's embraced technology and it's certainly um, in Doncaster is looking at how that can be turned into a technology hub. Doncaster is quite an interesting place and the local government and council have decided to embrace that and try and uh, enhance what um, the technology innovation might look like here in Doncaster. So um, that's a, a rambling introduction, but let me introduce you to Mark who is the chief executive and founder of Automated Analytics based here in Doncaster. Mark, hello. Hello, Andy. Firstly, um, the question that I think everybody listening, watching, keeps asking is, what is artificial intelligence? How can you describe it? Uh, And that is a very,
1: very good question. I think there's a lot of confusion as to what actually artificial intelligence is. So essentially, artificial intelligence is a computer program that mimics the human process or the human thought process to produce something. That might be analysis. It might be a robot that can do a certain human process, but essentially it is a computer program that is trying to mimic a human action, a human process, a human thought process
0: to deliver a tangible outcome. Everyone's worried about artificial intelligence, thinking that it's going to steal their jobs, it's going to make things um robotic to the point where they the robots take over. But you and I both know that's probably a little bit of an exaggeration. How do you think artificial intelligence is going to help humanity, business? So I think it's it's the 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 real
1: major improvement that we've seen is productivity. Hmm. So um and, and I've seen it where particularly when you're talking about staff, it's those mundane tasks that they absolutely hate doing that actually takes them a day, two days a week, that by using an artificial intelligence process means that they no longer have to do those admin roles or those mundane tasks. So, you know, uploading jobs to Indeed would take some of our clients a day a week, just uploading jobs. We do it automatically for them and they've got a day's worth of admin back that they no longer need to do. Likewise, in terms of creating reports, because you're analyzing 100% of your business, not just a snapshot. One, it happens in point two of a second. So it means that you're getting real live data on your business. But two, the actual creation of the report doesn't need to be done by a human anymore. And that means that they can spend their time in actually analyzing the data rather than creating the data. And by using artificial intelligence, your data becomes more accurate. So therefore, it has more of an impact on your business moving forward.
0: So it's efficiency really isn't
1: it yeah it is it's, it, it, it's it's productivity it's efficiency, but because you're generating those two benefits out of that, there's a massive opportunity to save cost, not in terms of necessarily employing less people but finding the issues that are causing you know the customer journey to stop or to break or the recruitment journey to stop or to break. And therefore, fixing those because you've discovered them, because you know of them, to make your business more efficient, better, means that you may not have to spend as much on advertising moving forward or actually better spending your advertising. So you might actually want to spend more, but you're generating more because you can get a better return on
0: investment. So what we've tried to do here is try and demystify a lot of what artificial intelligence is, firstly. Secondly, how it can be used. And over the next um, few weeks, you're going to actually talk to people at the sharp end using your product yes. to demonstrate exactly how artificial intelligence can enhance companies, enhance productivity, enhance um, just the way they do things.
1: So- yeah, we, we, we're very lucky in the fact that we've got a number of clients uh, like British Gas, like Europe Car, Pizza Hut, KFC. who have actually been using our AI solutions for the past uh, couple of years. So, you know, very luckily, we've got a number of case studies of where people are actually deployed AI very successfully, uh, unlike, you know, a lot of companies that are still searching around
0: for, you know, a case study or an example of where it's been used, we actually have those. Okay, well, that's going to be really interesting over the next few weeks to explore that, because what it will help people understand is how exactly artificial intelligence can be used. And I'm, I'm quite interested to see how that develops. But before we go there, the point of today's first episode, Mark, is to kind of Um, establish a who you are but and your but if your history so people understand your expertise but also um, where you came from and how did this all come about because that's quite a fascinating story in itself yeah Yeah. go on tell everyone well
1: I was marketing director of Hilton Um, I was uh, head of marketing for Virgin Active Health Club so my background is very much working in service-based you know local delivery companies um, and I was commercial director of Halfords Auto Center, and I was literally sat in an auto center, the phone rang. Um, and at the time we had a, a brilliant website, but it had a, a 48 hour, um, if you like, booking gap from when you could book an MOT at the time. And uh, quite rightly, center manager picks up the phone, uh, customer on in the phone, I'm on your website, my MOT runs out today. Um, you know, I can't book an MOT for another 48 hours. Can you fit me in? And of course, quite rightly, the, the center manager says, yeah, no problem at all. I can fit you in. Come down five o'clock and we'll, we'll MOT your car. And straight away, I was thinking, well, hang on a second, two things. One, how can I attribute what's happened on that phone call to my website? Cause I'm clearly missing sales and revenue. And that could be a big part of our portion. And the other part of me was like, and that's my bonus because I, I'm not reporting the true uh, volume of, of revenue that my, my website's generating. And so when I set up automated analytics, we created a, uh, a phone tracking piece of software that could track the, uh, the source of the click through to the call. So we knew that you know, this keyword on Google drove this call, but the issue was we couldn't tell what the contents of the call was without listening to it. And this goes back to my earlier explanation of of artificial intelligence was that essentially what we we did is we had a bank of people listening to calls say, right, was it a sales call? Did it end up in a sale? How could I actually automate that entire process using artificial intelligence? And so what we ended up doing was creating our first um, artificial intelligence solution where we used a um, transcription module to transcribe the call and then use a complex decision tree to actually determine what actually happened on the call. So was the call answered? Because your phone system will tell you the call's been answered. That doesn't actually mean there's been a human interaction. Hmm. Second stage was to understand, you know, did, um, you know, was it a sales call, a customer service call, you know, an internal call, an external call? And then if it was a sales call, actually that complete journey of, right, well, was it a qualified lead? Did it turn into an appointment? Did it turn into a sale? If it was custom services, was it a product issue? Was it a chase call? What type of call it was? And because we were able to use, so not only know that right the keyword that's generated the call, but understand the contents of the call, by putting that whole line of sight together to give a complete view of the customer, you could very quickly see which keywords on Google were generating the high-value sales calls as opposed to customer service calls. And so we had the likes of, you know, some clients were reducing their their cost per acquisition on Google from 15 pounds down to two pounds. So significant saving in cost didn't mean they spent less. It just means that they could generate more sales of the type of sale that they wanted to. Finding things out about their business. We had had another client who who was using that that platform, not only for attributing their marketing, but understanding their customer services journey and discovered that um, they had a break in their their, um, customer journey um, that essentially they were generating a lot of repeat calls because they weren't answering the issue on the first call. Just by solving that problem, they saved four million pounds in operating costs over a year. So that and that's you, where you, uh,
0: you you then took that concept, this this problem that you had in, 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 encountered, and used technology to just make your life more efficient so you could get. Your yeah, parents. I mean, I
1: mean, we, we we honestly listening to calls is yeah. probably the hardest. You know, no one wants yeah. to do it. And um, I probably haven't listened to a call for about four years now, because one, uh, our, our customers or clients can see the, the uh, transcript of the call. Um, but two, because the AI is so accurate, at predicting what, what the contents of that call means is that you can, you know, we analyze 10,000 calls in point two of a second with a 91% accuracy, that's pretty good for an, for an AI model. And so what it's enabled us to do is provide our clients with those productivity increases. So yeah. rather than seeing a call centre as a you know, a costly centre, it certainly flips it on its head to actually being,
0: well, actually we can turn this into a profit centre. Yeah, well we're gonna we're gonna come on to call centres um, a little later while well, you are. Um, in our conversations but Halfords was important because that gave yeah. you that the foundations of yeah. knowledge of what could be achieved a- by the
1: technology. A- absolutely and, and and to be fair so what the, next, the, the, okay. the, well the management team I mean that working at Halfords taught me how to run a business if I'm honest with you mm. Duncan Belandie who, who are my fellow colleagues on the exec uh, board were, 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 were brilliant mentors in a way and so the the kind of using AI to analyze calls and sales, uh, whether it be online or offline, was the first stage. But what we found was that the solution was so effective at generating sales, we get clients saying to us, well, can you slow down because we haven't got enough staff. And being the entrepreneurial person that I am, I thought, don't worry, I'll find you some staff. So we repurposed uh, the programmatic um, advertising solution that we created for Google. Because Whilst it's great analysing calls and you've got loads of, of what I would call conversion data, well, you've got to do something with it. Hmm. And, and you know changing Google or amending Google it's, can be a full-time job. If you can automate that whole process through a programmatic bidding AI solution, well, then, again, you're saving yourself a load of time and you can react quicker to changes in the market. We repurpose that programmatic bidding model into a recruitment solution. So recruitment today is very much online, but it's still an offline element to it in terms of the interview in terms of the process of of a, of a conversion if you like so um, we created our talent track solution which automates the the management of your campaign so we, we push the job or the vacancy out to whether it's a job board search or social media we generate the application we push it into the clients you know applicant tracking system but what we're then doing is we're then um, checking to see, well, what's actually happened to that candidate? Yeah. And then using that data in an AI bidding model to then buy or, or purchase media based on when there is a higher probability of getting a hire rather than just an application. So, for the, for the likes of some of our American clients, you know, they had a cost per hire of $56. We've got that down to $17 within three months. We've got clients in the UK where they were spending £5,000. Um, generating you know hiring a nurse mm. from an agency we've got that cost down to just below 700 pounds you know we've got a client who spent a lot of money on recruitment
0: agencies you know 26 million they're now spending around 7 million yeah. so we're going to come on to each of those little component parts yes. those are important but i'm 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 still interested in your genesis because um you saw this eight eight years ago and yes. and the issues you experienced at halfords and you solved a problem and you know, to explain what to explain how the far they they deal with millions and millions of parts of information, and you were trying to try and get it make make it the most efficient way of actually understanding where a part was, um, what how to get hold of that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that was kind of how you yeah yeah it was. I mean, I mean, I mean, it, it was it
1: was the the, the Havs experience kind of uh, you know kind of got me down the track of of leading me to think. Hang on a second, calls are a big part of the online journey. Yeah. We need to be tracking them. My, my next uh, uh, private equity um, gig was um, with a company called Evander Glazing Locks, which was a B two B insurance services company, and they wanted to move into B two C. I created the world's first locksmith booking engine. I was very proud of it. Very proud of it. Uh, a bit like Uber for locksmiths, you could see where the locksmith was, how far it was away. No one used it. They all phoned up saying, "I'm outside my house. Yeah. Um, I, um, you know, I need a locksmith now. When can you come?" And so. Again, when you look at a client journey, if there's any emergency element to it, yes, you probably want them to go down an online journey, but actually a lot of people go down an offline telephone basis. And and really what I was trying to do and, and what I've it, the way automated analytics was set up is I'm trying to solve a problem. It just so happened that AI was actually the best thing that I could use to solve that problem. Whereas sometimes people will create something and then try and find the solution to solve it these were genuine, you know, real world problems that happen every day that, right, how do we fix that problem? Actually, AI and a Mm. complex decision tree or a latency model, yep, they're the best models to use in that application. So
0: when you, of course, eight years is a long time ago, you think how fast technology moves. Yes. And you've gradually kind of matured, but led the way in how technology can be used to drive you know, products or services in a different direction. And that's been very pioneering. I mean, certainly um, some of the the brands that you are now working with are extraordinary, which we will go on to. Um, When did you see this this giant leap and change? Because it's, it's only in the last two, three years that everyone's become aware of AI, and now they're either worried about it, want to know how to use it, what does it mean for our businesses, individuals, um, so that you 've seen that journey and you 've observed that what what do you think changed people 's um you know recognition of the, of this technology and how it could be used
1: i th- I think the proof is in the pudding, and mm. I think um, you know the way we approach a lot of clients is a proof of concept or a pilot to, yeah. to actually demonstrate this can be done and I, and I think the there is a lot of confusion I think there 's a lot of nervousness or, or you know how is this going to affect my business. Is it going to have a negative impact? Yeah. Um. Which, which you know we we sometimes face, and and you know and I think sometimes the media portray it as as, as a bad thing when actually you know in the in the right circumstances is a very very good thing. You know, it's not about replacing jobs; it's about making that person more efficient. Um, at the end of the day, and for us, you know, we are very lucky in the fact that Doncaster is our centre of excellence. Yes, we have offices around the world, but have a very very capable team. And we've had a great relationship with Sheffield University, who, um, when we first started working with them, we thought we were going to get more knowledge from them. I think it was the other way around to begin with yeah. to understand how we'd got our platform to work so well. But we, you know there are several different challenges in getting AI to work, and we've just faced into getting each element right. So for example, we've created our own transcription solution. Yes, you can go out and buy a transcription solution off the peg tomorrow. if you wanted to, that's AI-based. We decided to develop our own because what was available on the market just wasn't good enough for what we wanted. And so we've approached this of we want to create best in class to solve the problem, you know, not just make do and deliver, you know, a, a, a solution that doesn't fully work. And so for us, we're always looking at improving, you know, the quality of what we do for our clients. And a lot of our development is actually through client adoption and and client feedback is, is a lot of our clients come to us and say look you know could it do this or can we check for that or can we change the model which is why what we've developed it's fully scalable
0: for a business it's not one model one size fits all each of our clients have their own model yeah which well i think it's quite interesting because you've you've said many times um that you've had to go through a process of educating customers clients into understanding what artificial intelligence is because they have a preconception yeah. which is completely off scale compared to the reality of actually doing it which is interesting I mean you you tell of a, a couple of journeys you've had trying to explain to people what artificial intelligence is and they they fear it but then when they break it down they go hang on that's just efficiency yeah it, yeah. it is
1: and I think also one of the big things to remember about AI is uh, we term it supervised versus an unsupervised yeah So all of our models are supervised. And and I kind of describe it as it's like when you go temping bowling and you've got like the rails up. Yeah, supervised model is you're trying to keep the model, you know, answering and analyzing and delivering the right type of data. There is a little bit of human intervention. Unsupervised, you take the the bowling rails off uh, and it could go anywhere. Mm. Uh, And I think that's where some of the confusion is, 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 uh, you know, a lot of ai models are, are or the best ai models are very much supervised and and it's the degree of supervision obviously in, in terms of, of generating the accuracy depends on, on the model that you use but even when you look at self-driving cars you know why isn't there a self-driving car because you know they've got to learn you know and that's why they're, they're in certain cities they've got to learn the routes and and you know if someone steps out what do i do they've got to tell a computer what to do it still needs mm. human intervention but having said that though if you get a bucket and stick it over the sensor of, of a self driving car it kills the car immediately and stops driving right, so yeah. even even the best technology and, and and the best one in the world there's always a fell on it at the end of the day uh, and that's why you know i can understand why people think oh you know is ai going to cost my job no what it's going to do is it's actually going to improve working conditions your working life, because you're not gonna have to do those mundane tasks anymore and that's where
0: i i see ai is really having the most benefit yeah i'm just what i think is really interesting is a lot of people have talked about ai a lot of businesses say they understand it they're doing it the reality is they're not it's a lot of theory rather than practice and i think um certainly um having listened to doncaster's councils and local government's aspirations they've seen you and other small companies in doncaster's not just talking about it you're doing it and have been doing it for a while so you're pioneering this evolution technology evolution here in the in the north of england which is fantastic tell me tell me how Doncaster have supported you because they have generally been yeah no i mean i mean camera.
1: i mean they 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 have been uh, brilliant and you know oh, what well, did by the way well yeah. I,
0: I blame the wife <laughs> um, no, uh, I'm talking you, about why. Why <laughs> is it, it is the technology? The, the, you've got some brilliant staff. We all around come from Doncaster and around here. Correct. But they get it.
1: Yes, and, and we, we, we're very lucky in the fact that um, you know Doncaster in itself is a is a fantastic city. I'm delighted they've got City Sitters because mm. we deserve it. Um, sometimes gets talked down. Shouldn't be. It was the centre, you know, of the industrial re- revolution for the railway industry. Yeah. You know that that just doesn't happen overnight. And so for me with Doncaster, we want to make Doncaster a centre of excellence for AI because there isn't one in the UK. And, you know, we've had a lot of due diligence done on us over the years. And what we do is pretty unique. So we're told. And so for me, what we're giving people in Doncaster, the opportunity of, you know, you don't have to go to Sheffield. You don't have to go to Ooh. Leeds. You don't have to go to London. There's a technology company in Doncaster that, that, you know, really can support you.
0: And but they've seen you. it. The, I mean, the chief I mean, yeah, executive of Doncaster Council is, is, has been quite right. This is amazing because he's been exposed to companies like Automated Analytics and others, in fairness. Yes. And he's recognized that there's this brilliant brains in this, this part of the world, part of the country, that actually could genuinely make. AI and Doncaster, a technology hub for the innovation of UK's, you know, plans to, to become an AI centre of excellence in the world. Uh, and, uh, absolutely. And, it, and, it's, and they're leading that.
1: Yeah. And it's very exciting to be part of that. I mean, yeah. to be fair um, to the city of uh, Doncaster Council, to the Chamber of Commerce, um, you know, to our local MPs, Ed and Rosie, mm. they've been very, very supportive of us. I mean, we've gone from, you know, 400 clients uh, in the UK to three and a half thousand in America in the last 12 months. So we now have over 4,000 clients globally. That, that's pretty phenomenal growth. Um, and you know, it's because we've got a great team here, but we have a great team. We have a coding lab in, in Thailand. We have offices in the States support our, our American clients, but Doncaster will always be the center of excellence. And so we're working with the local council, you know, even on education. Yeah. You know, we're looking at, can we create a certification in AI AI One to help with education, but two obviously to support our future development. So it's not just a case of supporting the chamber or chamber supporting us or council supporting us or doing, you know, doing the council's recruitment for them or working with the NHS. It really is about helping the local community because I think we've got a fantastic opportunity in front of us. You
0: can, you can, you can sense it. I mean, yes. just talking to um, some of your incredible staff, and 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 I didn't realise that not far from here, some of the world's biggest gaming centres and gaming um, yes development happen, happened here in the north of England around Doncaster and others. Now to qualify that, I think this is a great story, and I know you're going to talk about this directly to these people. Um, a big company in the United States, probably one of the biggest, had a task to try and find a company that could solve a solution for them. And um, they searched, spent thousands and thousands of pounds finding a company. And it just so happened, the only company in the world that could deliver what they wanted was you, which is an extraordinary story. Yeah. Explain, because yes. I, I think it's amazing. yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, we, we were... Um, we were looking to launch in the states. We we managed to find ourselves uh, a great partner, and um, but you know sometimes with American business, same with UK businesses, mm. is, is well, do I want to work with someone not from around here? Um, you know, why pick a um a smaller technology company in the UK? Why don't we pick America's biggest to go and yeah. work with? and uh what was fascinating about it is is it was a lot of due diligence so, you know I, I was how did they find I, I you because thinking, just the
0: story of finding you well well right. we
1: we actually turned uh what we actually did was we did a, a trial in the uk for one of their clients it went fantastically well so we went from this client you know generating one or two hires for their management positions a month generating nine in the first month for one region let alone the uk so that 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 got them interested and they kind of said, look, we, we've got these UK clients, but we've actually got you know several thousand in the States. Um, we then
0: went through a, a process of due diligence. I'm going to stop them. you because you've missed the most important part <laughs> of this, which I know you're going to speak to this particular lady. Um, and I remember her saying at a conference, this, this seminar, which we did in Westminster, that um, she was tasked with sourcing yep. a company and um, she came across you from obviously your, the work that you had done with the client um, in a tiny way in the United Kingdom. And she sat there and said, where's Doncaster? Who is this company? And they're British. Are you sure? Yes. And she had to justify then going to yep. the board yep. and try and explain to them that there's, there's no one in the US, there's no one else around the world. It's this tiny little company in Doncaster that have come up with yep. a solution. That's that's for uh, me. That, extraordinary.
1: That, that is that is kind of yeah. That is exactly what happened. So they spent three months trying to find America's biggest yeah. that did what we did, and then realised after three months actually there's no one that does what automated analytics do. We need to partner with these guys. Yeah, uh, and it's been a very very successful uh, partnership. How massive um, are they by the way? I mean, we're talking well, Castle, well, aren't we? Yes, we are. I mean I mean without you know, naming,
0: I think you're going to speak to yes, them yeah, one, so.
1: yeah. I mean I mean you know they are a unicorn. Um, they are. I'm incredibly proud to work with them because as, as a software group, we've learned a lot from them. They've been mm. a great partner for us. Um, you know, very easy to work with once we've got through due diligence. Of course. Um, you know, and the, the many asleep was not thinking this is going to happen. They're going to pick someone in America. They're going to find someone in America that does what we do. But it was such a stamp of approval that someone had spent three months Actually, what you have got is unique. It's like when we worked with Sheffield University. Yeah. We first started talking to them, and and they came across, saw what we did, and they were just looking at this, how, how have you done this? Mm. But we, you know, how do you get to a ninety-one percent accuracy of your data? We're struggling to get to fifty. So how are you doing it? Yeah. and and, that, and that's you know some very very good academic leaders in in, in the AI industry that, that have had multiple global awards coming to us saying, how oh, have you done this? And I must admit, you know, I, I, I did write the first algorithm uh, with our CTO. It's gone beyond my technical capability now. I mean, <laughs> now now I'm not even allowed to code because I break stuff. They keep kick, they kick me off the <laughs> keyboard. Uh, well, obviously, I understand how it works, but we've moved it
0: on to yeah. such a level. But what an amazing, that, amazing that, ac- the, is the exciting. That, yeah, the fact that, you know, a small company in Doncaster yes. was the only company in the world, and that's not an exaggeration. Yes. She was uh, she was very blunt about that in in the only the way that Americans can be. Yes. And um, I'm I when you talk to her, which you will, um, I hope she articulates that because I thought that was totally fascinating. Yes. They could have gone to any of the tech. Valley companies, yes. in the United States, and they I, didn't. You and I, were it, and I think
1: one of the reasons behind that is we we never really put our head above the parapet because mm. I I wanted to make sure that we had something that wasn't copyable because we looked at doing a patent a couple of uh, years ago, decided not to because the story of the you know the guy who invented the wind up radio died poor because mm. someone else slightly changed his patent created a, a, a you know an equally good wind up radio. Uh, And he lost all of his sales. So I'd say for a few years, we we were, you know, a little bit hunkered down because we wanted to make sure what we had was unique. But to get that stamp of approval from our partners in the States was amazing. You know, it really really was, um, I must admit, that was a nice glass of wine that night (laughs) when I I discovered that fact. And again, the fact that, you know, a lot of people are still considering, well, how can we use AI? What can we do with it? Yeah, we've been using AI for years, yeah. for a number of years, and delivering tangible results.
0: That, to me, is the benefit of AI, is those tangible results. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great story. And there's a lot to unpack, by the way, from this episode one conversation. And, and Mark is going to take that on and speak to every single one of those individuals. So you get a little bit more understanding about how and what and exactly you know, how AI can be used. What I've been also fascinated with, Mark, is the fact that um, um, the government... And certainly, the local MPs have have been brilliant. For you. Yeah. They've seen what potential this small company in Doncaster has. Um, particularly the two local MPs, they've been yeah. very supportive. They get it. They can see that way way innovation and artificial intelligence can absolutely be you know crucial to the GDP of Great Britain PLC and, and that's absolutely. been that's been wonderful for you. For they put their arms around you,
1: Yeah you? absolutely. I mean we we had Dame Rosie Winston visit us last week, uh, Deputy Speaker, um, you know, MP for Central Doncaster. And and, and, and and Ed Miller. Miliband, yeah, Ed and Miliband's been here as well. And what what's interesting is is that we had our Parliament event uh, just before Christmas and we had 150 people there and mm. and Dame Rosie walked in and was like, Oh my god, there's 150 people here like, I think she was quite surprised at our our strength and depth and and the clients that we have. Again, you know, was this, I think there was this activity and I was guilty of, doing, of talking Doncaster down a couple of years ago, we've got to stop doing it. You know, Doncaster is is a great city, you know, with fame for innovation within railways. It's not too far of a stretch to get it into, into AI and technology. And therefore it's great to have you know, their backing. And, 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 you know, as you say that they're, they're if, if you like, their knowledge and, and and also supporting us and pushing us forward, which yeah. is, is great to have that kind of, you know, that local support because we are a contributor to the local economy. Absolutely, um, yeah. You know, um, and and I want to continue that because I see our role locally is, I really believe we can put Doncaster on a map for AI.
0: Locally, very important. And I, I was really, um, I was really very pleased because I think this has been blind politically. I think the way um, the local MPs have embraced you, the company, and Doncaster is one thing. But I like the fact that um, even the current government, what it's done, it's set up this AI incubator at the cabinet yes. office. Certainly what they're going to try and achieve and what they want to achieve, I think it's really brilliant. And you can see the local MP's input into that. Would you like to contribute to that? You think you think automated has a place in that um, those conversations?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I think one, not only with with, yeah, we can... Demonstrate the uh, application of AI in it for a number of businesses and the benefit it has, but also internationally. You yeah. know, it, it still amazes me that we have more clients in the US than the UK, but we're a UK company. Yeah, and we've been around a, long, a longer time in the UK than we have in, in the US. And I think there's a lot to learn. I think it's great that the government are putting a, a you know a stake in the ground. Um, you know, I really see this as Internet 3.0, if that's what you want to call it. You know, I, I remember back in the day, I was still at school when the internet first came out. Um, and then, you know, when it's latterly been developed, you know, 2.0, and, and I do really see this is the next evolution um, uh, of technology. And it is, you know, in what we've seen, it's had a massive impact on the clients the businesses we've worked with. This is our competitive advantage, right? Mm. You know, we, we want the UK to be uh, a leader in growth in, in the Eurozone and, and, and you know, economy in the G7 worldwide. This is our competitive advantage. This is how we become, you know, more efficient. We we increase productivity, and I think it's right for the government to get behind it because I think there is a lot of confusion. You know, there's a few scaremongers out there. At the end of the day, and, and I think having, you know, a, a think tanker body within the government that's actually looking at this, I think is a very, very smart decision. Of course, I'd be delighted to be involved because I think we we there's You've a got lot that we've we got, got to be involved. No, no, well,
0: I think there's a lot <laughs> that we can add with our real yes. world experience. Well, as I said. You know. I, 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 being aware. And and again, the Westminster um, uh, event was interesting. And I know you're going to be launching a white paper, which is a a big survey about how business sees it and against what they perceive against the reality. And that's going to be very interesting. Um, But I think it's important to unpick this. It really is, particularly now when you, you see these advancements taking giant leaps. So what you're going to do, um, uh, from now on, you're going on the road. I know you're off yep. to the United States. You're going to actually talk to some people. Yep. Same type of conversation. So you, yep. you get a chance to understand exactly what um, uh, AI could potentially do for you as a company. And, th- and these are real. And you will see, and they're quite open about what yep. they've saved, how it's affected their businesses. And they're not tiny companies. We're talking about some of the world's biggest brands, as you will see. And then we're going to unpick the white paper. You're going to do yep. that. You're going to go and talk to the MPs and the local Doncaster um, chief executive who I think absolutely finds this one of the most exciting opportunities for the the city and it is and at the bottom of this episode one podcast which has been a a first of of, of, a few you're going to do you'll find some links so if you want to get in touch with Mark or automated analytics Mm -hmm. um, all the links will be on the bottom Um, keep watching because a lot of the the knowledge, the white papers and some understanding and yeah. how it applies, we're, you're going to do a whole education piece and, on, yep. on trying to get people to understand what it means um, for them as a business or an individual. So if you're interested, yeah. that's what you can do.
1: Absolutely. No, I'm very excited about the series of podcasts that we're going to bring out. So Ali, thank you for doing the first one. Well, Legendary. Bit, You've bit done the first bit, one. A, bit of a
0: ramble to begin with, <laughs> but I think you get the idea. And uh, Mark's going to take really? over from now on and, and um, I think you will find it very interesting. And certainly on the experiences that I've had trying to get to know the company and and what you can do it is extraordinary and actually gives me as an individual and as as business as well comfort that there are people who are they get it and I think you'll you'll all see that over the next few weeks months. Mark thank you Andy thank you should we go and have a cup of coffee
1: yeah absolutely let's (laughs) have
0: a coffee thank you Andy